This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, June 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Rodenticide ban, drought legislation, and broadband gets a boost. The California Senate advanced a bill on rodenticides. Assembly Bill 1788 would ban the use of all second-generation rodenticides across California and the use of first-generation rodenticides on state property. This week, the Senate Environmental Quality Committee passed the bill and advanced it to the Committee on Natural Resources and Water. Assemblymember Richard Bloom of Santa Monica has been pushing the bill in similar forms since 2016. He said the debate has continued to revolve around some fundamental disagreements with the Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, and Rodenticide Act. Four members voted in favor of the bill and three abstained from voting, including Senator Brian Dolly of Bieber, who was serving his first day on the committee. Dolly won a special election seat earlier this month. He previously served in the Assembly and already voted against the measure in the corresponding committee. Dolly called the bill emotionally driven and emphasized that we need these tools in agriculture. The controversy surrounding the bill relates to a well-known mountain lion that died in April from rodenticide poisoning. The bill does provide exemptions for agriculture and food processing operations, as well as public health issues. Senator Bob Wykoski of Fremont also abstained. He questioned without answer whether the exemptions applied to breweries and wineries. Overruling Regulators Proponents said non-targeted wildlife deaths have increased despite use restrictions by the Department of Pesticide Regulation. In 2014, DPR removed second-generation rodenticides from consumer shelves and limited use to certified pest control applicators. Last year, DPR announced it would reevaluate the rodenticides for further mitigation. Representing the pest control operators of California, Dominic DeMare said a ban is not necessary because we have an agency that is dedicated to this. He explained that DPR's process will bring new restrictions and new practices. L.A.'s ban on rodenticides, well, in 2014, another mountain lion had tested positive for rodenticide exposure. In response, the nearby city of Los Angeles phased out second-generation anticoagulants completely. When asked about this, Bloom avoided mentioning Los Angeles as a model for the ban. The city has lately been publicly battling rodent infestations related to trash near homeless encampments. On the note of wildlife, Dolly said he was frustrated with the fact that we don't always focus on the low-hanging fruit. He pointed to his failed bill earlier this year that sought to quantify how much habitat and wildlife have been lost to catastrophic wildfires. Nearly two million acres had burned in California last year, he noted. Drought legislation introduced to Congress. Senator Dianne Feinstein of California introduced a bipartisan bill yesterday that would extend nearly a billion dollars to water projects. She co-authored the bill with senators from Colorado and Arizona. The legislation builds on the Water Infrastructure Improvements for the Nation Act. The bulk of the funding, $670 million, would go to projects for water conveyance and surface and groundwater storage. Feinstein referenced a study that 79% of the Sierra snowpack will disappear by the end of the century. She said, if we fail to prepare for this contingency, life in California will be forever altered. 
In response, California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson said in a statement, we must improve investment in water projects to capture water when it's available. The bill also adds a loan program for water supply projects and allots $140 million for environmental conservation projects. Bee losses higher this winter. Beekeepers lost nearly 38% of their colonies this past winter, the highest level of loss since the Bee Informed Partnership began conducting a survey in 2006-07. The winter loss is a jump of 7 percentage points compared to last year's survey and an increase of 8.9 points since the survey began. For the April 18 to April 19 period, however, the survey showed a 40.1% loss rate, similar to last year's annual loss estimate of 40.1%, but slightly higher, 2.9 percentage points, than the average annual rate of loss, 37.8%, reported by beekeepers since 2010-11. Varroa mites are still the top concern for beekeepers, according to the partnership, but there are other factors involved, including land use changes, and pesticide uses, according to Dennis Van Engelsdorp, associate professor of entomology at the University of Maryland and president of the partnership. And by the way, the state legislature has been advancing a bill that refines the reporting requirements for beekeepers under the Apiary Protection Act. The Senate Ag Committee passed the bill unanimously earlier this week. Among the supporters was Louis Brown, representing the California Association of Pest Control Advisors. Pollinator Week? Well, Governor Newsom signed a declaration this week in recognition of Pollinator Week in California. He noted that pollinators are, quote, critical partners to farmers and ranchers in producing much of our food supply. Democrats set to push through FY20 minibus. Despite a White House veto threat, the Democratic-controlled House is moving toward a final vote next week on a major fiscal 2020 spending package for USDA, many other departments and agencies important to the food and agriculture sectors. The House yesterday approved a series of relatively non-controversial amendments to sections of the bill that fund USDA, as well as EPA, FDA, and the Interior Department. The amendments included one, approved 408 to 22, that would boost USDA's rural broadband funding for FY20 by 10%, or $55 million. The bill spends more money on many programs than the White House wants to and includes policy riders aimed at curbing administration priorities. They include Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue's planned relocation of two research agencies and changes in pork inspection at USDA. Trump predicts quick approval of USMCA. President Donald Trump, hosting Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau yesterday at the White House, expressed optimism to reporters that Congress will approve the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement relatively quickly. The president said, quote, I really do believe that Nancy Pelosi and the House, the Senate, will approve it rapidly. It's going to be a very bipartisan. It's great for the farmers, manufacturers, great for everybody, and great for unions. Trump's expression of confidence in Pelosi's handling of the trade pact follows praise heaped on her earlier this week by U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley. Lighthizer indicated that Pelosi has been particularly helpful in appointing a small task force of House Democrats that he can work with to find ways to win Democratic support for the legislation. Now keep in mind, the praise for Pelosi may increase the pressure on her to get House Democrats in line behind the agreement. Here's today's He Said It. I care about the environment and about wildlife. 
But if you don't know what's happening with it, you can't make a difference with it. That's Senator Brian Dolly in the hearing on AB 1788. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, June 21st. Brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.